Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott. Uh, and I'm Ben. And also, of course, uh, our super producer, Noel, is here as always. Scott, today I propose that we give each other, everybody gets a nickname. Everybody. Everybody gets What's a nickname. What's a special occasion? Uh, well, we've got some situations. I was cracking up because I was making a big deal about being ready to record this episode. And then as soon as we were ready to go, I stopped and had to drink some coffee. So I guess I will be the Java lunatic, been the Java lunatic, Poland. <laughs> oh, you gave your own nickname. I was or, or you could do one. I was worried that I had to do one on the fly. Oh, uh, no, that's Based on today's topic, which you don't know. Uh, yes, so that'd yes. That would be rough for you. Right, right, which uh, will make this, uh, let's see, that would make Noel the, um, let's call him Noel Mysterion Brown. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I also like Java Lunatic. That's all right. Java Lunatic. Yeah. It's probably the name of a coffee shop doesn't, somewhere. Uh, it doesn't roll off the tongue, right, in, mm. you know, per se, but uh, <laughs> Java Lunatic, that's uh, that's apt description. I'm making it up on the fly. I'm, I'm rolling with the punches right now. So what's mine? Uh, I was thinking, uh, Scott, the Rumble, Benjamin. Oh, no. Or the okay. Rumbler. Is it audible? Because, uh, I'm hungry right now, Ben. My stomach, <laughs> my stomach is rumbling. As we said before, it's like distant thunder. It's, yeah. uh, it's coming. Well, I'm, I'm very, very hungry right now. So let's, uh, let's try to do this quick. So we can get out of here, grab a bite to eat, maybe together. I'm always down to eat something. Yeah. Pizza, maybe. Our favorite? Uh, yes. All right. We'll, yep. think, we'll think about it. The show we would do if we weren't doing a car show. Absolutely. <laughs> there's, uh, there's more than enough material, I'll tell you that. So, listeners, today our mystery episode series returns. Earlier, if you will recall, uh, I got the jump on Scott, and uh, I think that one went pretty well. Those, are, those were That was a good time. Yeah, that was fun. We talked about Tesla. Yes, and today is my comeuppance because I have no idea what you're going to talk about. Yeah, you may have a, uh, a hint. Because I have brought in my um, my owner's manual from my car, my my new car. You have, and yeah. I've got the uh, I got the owner's manual here. I've got the um, well, if I give the if I tell you this right now, you'll know exactly what we're going to talk about. But I'll, I'll tell you, this is my warranty and maintenance section of my 
manual. Oh, automobile manual. I think I see where you're going. The, the question that I would like to ask you, Ben, today and, uh-huh. and our listeners. Yeah. Is all about um, the dealer recommended service intervals and oh, okay. and what they do at those intervals and mm-hmm. this is just kind of a, a a loose talk. I don't know if we even spend a whole lot of time on this. Maybe there's one last little thing that I want to talk about at the end. It was a, a suggestion or a question rather from a listener that I would like to get to at the very end. That don't let me forget that. If I, I, if I promise, I'm your a, man. It's a Facebook question. We got it. So yeah. All right, back to the uh, the service. Now, here's the here's the score. Here's the situation. Here's the scene right now. Up on level seven of the parking deck right now. Right okay. Here. Where you park. That's where I park. That's the scene on level seven. That's, that's right. a very dramatic yeah. way of saying where my car is. <laughs> so here's the scoop. I'm, I'm at, I'm at 42,000 miles in that car and uh-huh. I bought it with like 37,100. Okay. When I bought it, I bought it as a, a certified pre-owned vehicle and I didn't go searching for that or anything. It just happened to be the car that I wanted was a certified pre-owned vehicle. And I know. Some of the pitfalls with that, you know, that sure. they pay a little more for it, and do they really do all that stuff, and is it really worth it? Um, all that I get, I get all that, but it did get me an extra two years on uh, on warranty, which is nice, you know, the powertrain warranty and all that. Now, the 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 recommended service intervals, I'm beyond the point where they will do them for free. I think that's prior oh. to like thirty six thousand. Okay, something like okay, that. yeah, and it varies by manufacturer. So all this is different, right. but this is going to follow along. Generally, with other manufacturers as well, the way that they handle things. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a certified pre-owned vehicle, and you know, buying it at thirty-seven thousand miles, the dealership had already done the forty-thousand-mile service on the car. Okay. So there's an extra, you know, uh, there's a ten-thousand-mile interval between the normal services on this vehicle if you take it to the dealership, which is a long, long time when you yeah. think about it. Yeah. Ten thousand miles or one full year, whichever comes first. Right. That's a long time. You know, when you think about getting an oil change, typically they say three months, 3,000 miles. Here's Volkswagen saying, you know, one year or 10,000 miles. Well, this one is going to have an additional 2,900 on it. You know, when I take it in. So it'll be like 12, it'll be like going 12,900 miles before I get yeah. the next oil change on the car. So wow. I went in and I talked to them about this. I uh-huh. said, is that something I can do? Cause that seems like a long, long time to me. It's like, it does. It's like three times what I, or three or four times what I normally would wait. Mm. And they said, no, don't, don't sweat it. That's exactly the way it is. 10,000 miles. That's our recommended, you know, some of these cars carry any, you know, just in general terms. He said, a lot of our cars have, you know, seven quarts of oil in them and they, uh, they're, they're big, huge you know, yeah. reservoirs of oil. And he says, it takes a long time to use up all that oil. And I kind of, Squinted at him a little bit when he said that, but I'll go with it. You know, their recommended service is 10,000 miles. Yeah. So I started looking at my book, my, uh, my manual. This is a long way to get to this, Ben, but mm. I'm looking at my manual and the 50,000 services, you know, coming up soon. I got to consider if I want to go to the dealership or not. What's your feeling on going to the dealership for these, these big, you know, milestone services? Yeah. 10,000, you know, 20,000, 30,000, et cetera. Based on what they do while you're there, I mean, some of the things are valuable, I understand, as far as, um, and I may say valuable, I mean, um, more than you could do at home in your garage. Sure. Like checking the timing belt or maybe right. accessing a, um, a sealed transmission that has no um, no fill or no dipstick. Right. Uh, that, that happens with a lot of new cars. Some uh, diagnostics as well. Yes, diagnostics. That's another great one. But. But then other things like I can check the operation of all my lights myself. I can look at the tires <laughs> and you know determine if they need to be rotated. Which right. you know they'll rotate them, but they're going to charge me for it at this point. Yeah, and you know I can look at them and determine if they need to be done or not. But but I can't I can't do that myself in the garage without you know 
buying another set of jack stands, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it, some of the stuff seems like, yeah, I'd, I definitely want to take it in for that. But other stuff, like, it seems like I could do 90% of the... Like, you the, could change your oil. You could change your spark plugs. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, there's stuff like that that you can do. And that was part of the 40,000 service. And, and when you start looking in your manual at the list of what they offer for different milestones, it, it's dramatically different. It's not the same, you know, from 10,000 to 100,000. Right. It's different recommendations. And I'm going to show you one page here. Just the, This won't help the listeners, but it's a page in a booklet. On the um, on the left side is the forty thousand service yeah. required, and on the right is the fifty thousand service required. Mm-hmm. Now, there, one is a full page of you know bullet points of two columns each. Yeah, two columns, and the other side is the half half the page, two columns, but half the page, maybe even a third of the page. It's it's very very. Let's small. say about a fourth of the page. Yeah, well, okay, okay <laughs> it's very very small. The list, yeah. right? Yeah. And and the stuff that's listed there is is you know basic routine maintenance stuff that tire rotation I yeah saw. i mean of course oil change and replace the oil filter that's always in there that every time it's in there but it's things like check the rear window operation you know the the nozzle sprayer um you know come on i don't need to take it to the dealership <laughs> to do that my car doesn't even have that one so i can cross that off another one is for um you know something for the diesel engine only and i don't have that so i can cross that off so right. already this list on the 50,000 service is getting smaller but it does have uh, things like, well, we're going to check the, uh, you know, the tension on the um, on the timing belt. Uh-huh. And, you know, of course, it wouldn't need it at 50,000. But if it's loose, I would like to know that. And maybe maybe, yeah, it is time to do it. Um, hmm. So, you know, it's stuff that I, I could potentially do in my own garage, but it, it would be a huge hassle to do it. I mean, right. changing the, the trans fluid and filter and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I guess you can in a modern car. But some of these, like I said, some and I don't know if it's the case with this one. I'll have to look. But. I don't know if I can even access the fill or the dipstick for this thing. So I don't, it would be a, a you know, something that might even require special tools, you know, like dealership yeah, tools. It'd be an investment of time it, and money. Yeah. You might have to buy special tools for some of this stuff. So, so I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah. really on the fence about this and, and I'm, I'm, I've got this car that I would like to, I would like to keep it around for many, many more years. Cause you know, yeah. I just, just bought it and I hang <laughs> on, I tend to hang on to cars for a long time. I mean, you know, well, not a long time, according to some listeners, seven years or whatever. But, um, you know, for I'm looking at kind of a long-term investment. And I want it to last. Do I really need to go to the dealership to get that stuff done? I'll tell you this, uh, and this is not to disparage any dealers nor any service, uh, you know, service advisors. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have a mechanic you trust, I would say go to that mechanic mm-hmm. because the – the thing is that many dealers, at least in my experience, many service providers are working on a commission. Yes, you're right. And in particular, the service advisor, the guy that you talk to first before anybody else, you know, you drive it into the, uh, the you know, the lane that they have open there. He yeah. He comes out and meets you. That guy's working on a commission typically. So the more he sells, the more he makes. Right. And this is something that you, people are used to running into. I, I don't think that necessarily means someone's going to be dishonest with you. No, at no. all. And I'm not saying that either. And and again, you said it once already. I feel like I need to say it too. Like we're not out to get right. the dealership or the service technician. It's not or anything gotcha like that. journalist. No, no, not at all, not at all. So so with that understanding that, yeah, sometimes you're going to come across people that are just really, really, um, you know. Upfront with you and honest sure. and trustworthy about it. You're also going to come across the occasional one that will try to upsell you with That's just about thing. just about everything. That's the thing, Scott. The motivation is there, or the potential. That's probably a better word. The potential is there. I I personally, uh, when I have 
found a good mechanic, I will, I will stick by them. I found, uh, when, you know, growing up, my family always stuck with this one mechanic who he would go by the, he would go by the maintenance book, right? With all the hours, the manpower hours, the labor costs, that kind of stuff. And then he would also, so on average, this could, a job may well end up being, uh, costing more because like he went by the book, literally by the book and his guys were good. So if they finish something in a short amount of time, this will charge us for, you know, the 30 minutes or whatever of labor it was supposed to take. Sure. Yeah. That's a, that's a very fair way to do it. I mean, if it, if it's scheduled to take and cause they do that, they do these right. time studies yeah. and they, uh, and they, they say that this repair is going to take one and three quarter hours. Right. And it's going to require two mechanics. Yeah. Um, at some point, not through the whole time, but, you know, for whatever. But they do these time studies. And, um, you know, if you go by the book, as you said, you know, the dealer recommended uh, time that it takes, um, you can stand to gain money if uh, if they work right. faster and you lose money if it takes longer. And that's the thing, Scott. That's the thing. You uh, the ideal mechanic is going to be a mechanic like this guy would go by the book. So you're absolutely right in the point where you say. You know, he would he would probably gain some money if they finish something more quickly. But if there was a, a problem, a complication of some sort, then we would still just be charged for what, you know, the recommended hours. Sure, which is nice, really nice. I think it, it could be luckily we didn't have terrible cars, so it wasn't always a, a super, super deal. <laughs> but here's the thing. the Here to me is the – one of the number one signs you've got a good mechanic. If you take it in and your mechanic says, here's the small thing, I fixed it for free. Or yeah. if your mechanic says, well, it's not, there's really nothing. You, you had a loose bolt. Yeah, sure. And that that's something, especially for people who are not, for people who only treat a car as a thing to an end to a mean, or means to an end rather, um, the, that kind of mechanic is the kind of mechanic those people need. Oh, sure. Like you go in with uh, with something that you think is a, a catastrophic failure of your engine. Right. And uh, they're like, oh, no, it's just a loose connector. And I, uh, I I plugged it right back up and it's fine. Right. Yeah, like my car keeps dying and the mechanic says, well, it's, you need to tighten the battery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, you got a loose terminal. Right. And uh, that's what's causing this intermittent electrical problem. Right. And, and, uh, and stuff like that. And if they do it for free, they say, uh, it's no charge. Just maybe next time when you're, you know, coming, you come back to us. Like if you're going to yeah. have an oil change, sure. why don't you come on, you know, to us and do that? Because you know those people don't change their and, own oil. It seems like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, you know, there's a, it seems like there was a tire store around that we used to do that all the time. It might have been discount tire now that I think about it. If you would go to them with a tire that had a nail in it or, you know, a slow leak of some kind, yeah. they would often fix it or, pl- you know, they even plug it. They'd take it off and, yeah. and plug it, and they would do that free of charge, but they would just say as you leave, you know, maybe think of us next time you're going to get new tires put on this car. I think that's cool. And a lot, Great service. A lot of places, you know, will will patch a tire for uh, – patching a tire for free or for the eight bucks or whatever is minimal – uh, minimal cost for some great advertising. Yeah, and it works. It totally works. So that's a, yeah, so that's what I think is kind of a good, a good mechanic. But I say all that to say that the, the issue with a service provider is that a, a service provider, just by the nature of the profession, is incentivized to, uh, is incentivized if they are unscrupulous to say, oh, we had to replace your battery. 
Well, okay, but and I, like- I know that's that's a very, very, very small percentage. But I'm just saying that's the thing. So it's not to say that service providers are bad. It's just to say that if I have a mechanic that I trust, and I'm hitting the fifty thousand, or especially the hundred thousand, especially that, then I'm going in. Um, I'm going into the guy I've known for years. Sure. You know, uh, someone you trust, someone you've got uh, built a relationship with. Right. Someone who will, uh, someone who knows how cheap I am and will give me the breakdown of stuff the way that I would want to hear it, which is here is your right now problem. This is going to be a problem. If you don't fix it in a month, you cheapskate. Yeah. And this, just so you know, is going to be bigger down the line. If you don't do anything, you tightwad. But you don't have to do it today. But you don't have to do it. Yeah. Today. Now, see, that's nice. So when you when like when you walk in the door, his eyeballs don't turn change into the dollar signs immediately, right. and uh, which would be very painful, by the way. That would hurt. <laughs> yeah. Right. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian, someone who lives a paper based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet, and also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now, now I will say, however... That if you have an exotic car, if you have a high performance car, uh, and you get it from a dealership, it is probably best to go to that dealership. Will it be more expensive? Uh, quite possibly. 
quite possibly is like the nicest way I can say. Well, it. I think if you've got an exotic and you take it into uh, just about any dealership or small town place, they might even say, I'm sorry, we can't really work on this. We don't know how to do this. Right, exactly. So you're going to, in those situations, the the dealer is already part of the cost of ownership that you should factor in when you're thinking about the car because it goes way beyond just the monthly payment or the suitcase of cash. You well, yeah, in. I know, but some, okay, some things are going to be universal. I mean, they're going to be able to do certain things, but not everything, not and, everything. And, and, and maybe not with the level of care you would want. And the other thing that, you know, you'll hear a lot when you go to the dealership for services that it, they're using genuine Volkswagen parts, genuine Ford parts, <laughs> genuine Chrysler yes, parts, yes. whatever it is. Yeah. And then that's part of selling that, uh, that, that experience and that, you know, they, they are not going to use a remanufactured part. They're not going to use something that is, well, you know, maybe they will use remanufactured, but not but they won't something use that, an off brand. Yeah, exactly. From an outside supplier, an outside uh, vendor that sells something that's similar, but not up to the stand, the quality standard of the original factory piece. Mm-hmm. Or who knows, but maybe, maybe it's above. Maybe it's better from the outside vendor. Who knows? <laughs> but, um, okay. So coming back to this though, I mean, in in my particular case, and I almost it's actually a question that I would like to know because I'm I'm going to be coming up to this in who knows how long. Where this is like eight thousand miles away. And yeah, I, you said forty two thousand. You're at. Yeah, I'm at forty two, and this is like a fifty thousand mile question. So, um, I got eight thousand miles still to burn in this car, and when I get to that point, do I take it in? And, you know, because the warranty is not really an issue at this point. It sort of is, sort of isn't. I'm on the powertrain warranty and all that. So okay, so you understand my dilemma there. I've got to kind of figure that out in my head. Um, I've got a, a, a sort of, you know, the certified pre-owned, uh, warranty to deal with. And right. I've got to, I think I have to talk with the service manager about this, you know, what's going on here. Mm-hmm. But if I don't take it to them and I have something done to it outside, then do I, then do I endanger my status with my certified pre-owned warranty? I mean, does that, did they say, would they say, well, you didn't bring it into uh, to our dealership for the 50,000 mile service. Oh, therefore you violated the terms. Yeah. And I could say, well, I had them do the exact same 50,000 mile service there. It was just cheaper. It was instead of $800 or whatever it costs, it, it cost me, you know, $300 to get everything done there. Um, but it's the same parts, the same material, whatever. I, I mean, these are all things that I, I'm having to, to think yeah. about right now. And if I go there and ask them, that's the other thing is that if you go and ask the service manager, of course he's going to say, well, you need to bring it in here to have it done. Mm-hmm. But I really want to know. I want to find it in print somewhere. I want to find it somewhere that says, you know, you can you can do the oil change yourself in your garage, and that still counts as you know, like well, you change the oil at the right time, and you can reset the interval lights and all that. That's right. Fine. And, but you know, maybe you bring it into the dealership just for the trans service and just to have the uh, the timing belt checked. But you do all the other stuff at home in your garage. Does that count as doing the full, complete fifty thousand service on the vehicle? I mean, I think it does. But I don't know if they would count it as far as like their extended warranty and all that. Maybe, maybe if you keep documentation, like you keep the receipt or the invoice. I, I still feel like that would all just fall apart. Like it just wouldn't, it wouldn't ever stand up if something happened, you know, something but, bad happened. But if you, if you had, if you had written proof, like let's say you go and get, um, fluid changed out fluids changed out okay mm-hmm. and uh let's see they do the trans and so you have the documentation that they charged you this much and let's just assume it was below the dealer price and that's why you went there and it specifies what you've gotten right yeah and the type it, of fluid the brand everything right and it's all spot on sure and it's what is supposed to be in there and then you know you go up to 
you have something that's covered under the warranty that goes wrong. You bring it up and they say, wait, but we don't have any record of you having these things serviced. And then you say, ah, I have my receipts and this is exactly what you would have done. Mm-hmm. So I did it and here's the odometer. Yeah. I feel like you have a case to make because otherwise you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be violating the warranty as far as the, your, your end of the upkeep. Like you're just neglecting it. You're right. You're not neglecting it. You're just not doing it at a more expensive place. Sure. Which I think is, I think it's difficult to, um, you know, again, I'm not, a, I'm not a warranty lawyer and listeners, this should not be construed oh, as legal advice. None of this. Should be. <laughs> but, but I would, I would say like, if, if you do that, um, you know, if you're in the wrong fluids, right, you're using the wrong fluids in this case, then they probably have more of a case to say, well, buddy, you're the one who well, uh, pooped the bed here. Well, absolutely. <laughs> what a saying. Absolutely. That's uh, that's um, that, that's true. I mean, but that would be the case if I did it in my own driveway, too. You know, if I if I decided that I was going to change the trans fluid and I did it on my own and I just use whatever and there's no receipt proof of that. Just make a receipt for yourself. <laughs> You don't do that? <laughs> no, I've never never done that, but that's uh, something we'll have to talk about later. All right, so and that's interesting. And you know, to be honest with you, yeah. never never prior to this vehicle have I ever even considered doing this. I mean, I've never thought about, oh, you know what? Okay, there was one time that mm-hmm. I that I considered it and I just I just kind of put it out of my head because I didn't have the money uh, oh. to do this. It was a used vehicle, it was an Audi. And uh when I had my Audi A4 a long long time ago. And um it was out of warranty, obviously, but, but, you know, it had, they had their regular routine Audi interval service procedures that they would do, you know, like the 10,000 mile thing, just like VW, of course, uh-huh. parent company. Yeah. And, um, and I, I considered for a moment doing that and then I realized how much it would cost and it just was out of my reach at that point. And I decided, well, I'll just get the oil changes on my own. I'll watch the timing belt. I'll yeah. do this. And, and, and I was totally fine with that. And then with all of my other vehicles, no problem doing a, you know, a, a, an oil change right there in the driveway or in the garage. Sure. And, uh, I never even thought twice about it. You know, I just kept my eye on the, uh, timing belt or I'd take it somewhere and have them check it. But for whatever reason right now, Ben, like as I'm approaching this 50,000, I'm, I'm thinking, ah, I gotta get it to the VW for the uh, 50,000 service. I gotta think about that in the future. Like what's that gonna cost me? And what, you know, what are the, uh, what are the angle? What are the, what's the angle on this? What are they gonna throw in there that's gonna be the extra 800 bucks that I'm not expecting? Yeah. I don't know why I'm thinking that way, but uh, I just I just feel like that's what's what's coming. Well, especially if it's the first time you've done this. Yeah, I guess. I mean, but what what is it that's so scary to me about like this new vehicle versus like my old Honda that I had no problem, you know, tearing apart the suspension and putting it back together right? and doing my own brakes and doing my own it's fluid new, changes because it's new. It's all the same. It really is, but I for whatever reason because I've just gone through like buying it at a dealership and, yeah. and the, all the process and the money and everything and and you know, with the certified pre-owned thing, I feel like that's the way to go. But in the back of my head, I do know I, I, there's no problem. I could I could do all of the stuff that's on the fifty thousand mile service, except for checking the timing belt. Maybe and I yeah. might even be able to figure that out. I could probably do that in my garage. I don't know why I'm all freaked out about this, but I kind of am. Hmm. Well, what if you just uh... and, and freaked out's a little strong, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I mean, apprehensive. Once, yeah. Once I once I got out of the tools and you know started working on it, I'm sure it would be just like any other car, obviously. Yeah. But um, I don't know why it is that I'm that I am again apprehensive to even start that process. Just go in. Just psych yourself out and go in. Uh, you know, in a um. You know what? You gotta have the psychological edge. So do something weird. 
You know, like go in there with a goat, like also have a goat. Oh, hmm. goat. I, I might have a different approach. I'm this. getting you back for that time. You advised me not to fix my lawnmower and instead to rent a goat. Yeah. Do, did we ever talk about that on air? Uh, maybe. I don't know. But it's a good idea. It's a solid idea. You're really. still standing behind I, I still stand by that idea. Now, you have to have a fence yeah. or, or at least a tree or a fence oh, post man. or something. You're killing you know, me. Time around. But, uh, but a goat instead of a lawnmower is a, is a great idea. <laughs> so, guys, one time um, I was I was getting irritated because I had this old POS lawnmower that I had put together and taken apart a couple times. And I replaced a couple parts. And small engines are relatively simple, right? Yeah, very simple. Um, but the the problem was that every time I fixed something, and I was teaching myself to fix this thing, every time I fixed something, I either inadvertently broke something or the mower was just so old that something broke just by virtue of being moved around. Yeah. You know? Like, like every homeowner has dealt with this, yeah. Right. And uh, so I was getting frustrated with it, and I was – Finally getting to the point where I was thinking, well, I should buy a new one. I was asking uh, Scott here for uh, for some advice, and I said, you know, well, this is what I'm I'm thinking. It's this now. What if I do this? What what what's your advice, man? Because I, I come to you for advice often, and uh, you said buy a goat. Well, it was a stopgap procedure, right? I mean, it's something <laughs> in between because you you had a bad lawnmower, you hadn't mowed your grass in three weeks or something. It looked horrible, yeah. So it was long, yeah. And then you said, I don't know, I'm thinking about getting a uh, a new lawnmower, and uh-huh. that's, when you say something like that, that means that you're it's going to be like two weeks before you get it. So I'm thinking there's a five week time span that you've got to fill with something. You got to either pay somebody to do it, yeah, or you just get a goat. I thought you were joking, and no. then you came back, and you were like, you know, you can rent them, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you could find somebody with a goat they would be willing to part with for a couple of weeks. And well, you're, you're feeding that goat. Well, so. They should pay you. If we get the same goat, uh, then you could borrow it to go to the dealer. But at this point, <laughs> at this point, I would say unless, you know, in, unless you have someone that you are already established with, uh, then – I don't know. Like it's, it is tough to work on it yourself and still have the, you know, some kind of documentation if something goes wrong. All right. Can I just make one quick yeah, yeah, clarification? Yeah. Cause I don't know if we're going to have an actual answer here, but I'd like listeners to kind of chime in on this too. And I just want to clarify one thing is that I'm not so much afraid really to do any kind of mechanical work on a car. Cause I've done that in the past with other vehicles. Sure, it's just yeah. for some reason, a brand new car that you just bought at the dealership, you know, it's a used car. Yeah, and it's on this certified pre-owned thing, and you know all that other stuff. It's like for some reason, I, I feel like, um, and I haven't, you know, really done anything mechanical to this car yet. I haven't had it long enough to have anything break really. I haven't even replaced a bulb on it, like a light bulb or anything. I mean, I barely got the key fob programmed. Right you got to dig in. Then I, I would say you got to you got to get in there and do some stuff just so you're, you're more right. comfortable. You're right. I haven't even added washer fluid yet because I haven't really? run out of washer fluid yet because I haven't driven it enough. I mean, it's uh, it's barely been road tested, practically been. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian, someone who lives a paper based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet, and also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously, it's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees. 
a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. So that's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm just a little apprehensive about starting. But once I do, I think that, you know, I'll be able to handle everything that's on the list of the 50,000 service, the 60,000 yeah. service. And until I get to the point where it's like changing the timing belt, you know, and have absolute time to change it, not just mm-hmm. monitor it, I think that then maybe I'll take it into a, a, a dealership to have them do that work. But, but I agree. I, I don't have a trusted mechanic in the area either because – I had that Honda for so long with no problems until the day it died. Yeah. That I never really built a relationship with a local mechanic. And I've, I've been here for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. I just haven't needed any. This is good. I haven't needed any major service. Sure. Um, it, but it's also bad in that I haven't found anybody like that yet. So I don't know. It's uh, it's it's a real, you know, quandary that I've it's got real here. pickle. It, it is. But I've got time to think about yeah, it. Yeah, I've got 8,000 8, 8, <laughs> 8, miles. So I'm going to, uh, you know, be sparing on the uh, on the mileage now. I, I, I think we can let that drop at that. And we'll yeah, see how listeners, listeners let us know what you think. But, Scott, uh, you told me to remind you, my friend, we have one more thing. Yeah, one more thing. One more thing. All right, so here's the, uh, the, the, the latest question from someone on our Facebook page that I thought I'd bring in here because it's, it's an interesting dilemma, I guess. Another, okay. It's not really a problem to have. This is a good problem to have, really. Um, it comes from Michael L. on our Facebook page, and Michael says, Scott and Ben – you are my most trusted car guys. Wow, high praise. Thank oh, you. Boy, that's a lot of pressure though. Don't you think? Well, let's see what let's see what's on your mind, Michael. <laughs> okay. All right. So Michael says, I thought you had more to add to that. I'm sorry, but <laughs> he says, I am currently considering buying a different car, but I need help with a dilemma. I can either buy a brand new V6 Camaro with all the new car stuff for under thirty thousand. Nice, which we just talked about, yeah, right? That was, yep. That was one of our that fastest, was just one of our uh, fastest zero to sixty cars under thirty k. Yes, yes, and uh, we listed that as a solid choice. Um, or a used Corvette that is about ten years old, practically a supercar ah. uh, for the same price. Now, what do you uh. think? And 
Oh man, this is this is a tough decision. I'm gonna need some more information. I wait. Well, yeah, I think I would do too. But I mean, this is a uh, wow. I mean, so a ten year old Corvette. So we're talking like a 2005, mm-hmm. 2006 yeah. ballpark Corvette, which is a really nice car. Love Corvettes. Or the brand new V6 Camaro with uh, with all that new stuff. I mean, that's awful tempting as well for under thirty thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, not a V8. It's a V6, but uh, but still, that's a great car. And and all the benefits of that, you know, like being able to go back to the dealership with warranty issues and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, okay. Because the Corvette's going to have a V8, though. Yeah, it will. That's Very, a, <laughs> a strong V8, but it's also got probably 10 years of hard use. Uh, yeah, I would say is it somebody's is it somebody's baby? That's that's the big question to me. Like what what's the mileage? First question. Yeah, I shouldn't have said hard use. I mean, maybe just. Just use. I guess you'd have to know the owner or the owners of that vehicle to know how they treat it. Yeah, Michael, if you haven't checked out our podcast on things to look for when you're buying a used car, then I would highly recommend you give it a listen. Uh, we recommend some good strategies, tips and tricks, good things to see as well as things to watch out for. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be invaluable. I would say the thing is though, if you get the brand new, if you get the brand new Camaro, then you also get a little bit of a safety net with the warranty. Yeah. Um, the insurance is probably going to be cheaper on the Corvette. Yeah. Maybe because of the age. Because of the age. Maybe. Uh, and I've got a gut feeling on this. Which I think, okay, where are you going? My gut feeling out is Corvette. Go Corvette. I mean, that's the other thing because if it's already 10 years old, if it is in decent shape and be very, very thorough when you check this out, if it's in decent shape, I, I would – yeah, man, I'd also recommend the Corvette. The Corvette is just cooler. All right. Well, there you go. Okay, so uh... – but, but, but again, Scott, oh my gosh, massive asterisk. If it has a, a boatload of miles on it, if you get – if you're getting these messages – where the person selling it to you has little things that pop up like, oh, well, you know, just sometimes, every so often, blah, 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 watch out for that. Yeah, minor electrical issue that pops up uh, infrequently, but it's there. Sure, yeah. That, don't, don't mess with that. As a matter of fact, I would say, uh, probably the best thing to do if you, if you really want to get the Corvette, which is objectively the cooler of the two cars, <laughs> like I said, objectively. Yeah. Then, uh, then what, one of the best things you can do is um, any car guy buddy, any mechanic that you trust, like the kind we were talking about earlier, just borrow the car, take it for a test drive, bring it to that person and have them look at it for you or at the very least have them come with you on the test drive and with you to look at it. Even Maybe even a better idea. And you know? if you're, if you're, if you're well versed and you're comfortable and you don't need that, then that's fine. But even if you are, it always helps to get a second opinion before you decide you're going to have to buy a second car. You like that? Oh, I do a, like that's that. That's a good Nice, nice yeah. but uh, so, so just in general, uh, we both gut instinct was to say the Corvette. Well, just the Corvette's cooler. I just don't, I don't want to, without knowing the situation with a used car, I don't want to out and out say that. So, with, so Michael, we're just covering our own butts here. We I'm don't covering you, my butt. Yeah, we don't want you to come back and say like, "You told me to buy that car, and now it was in a flood." Now it's a, yeah. You know, yeah, something like that. But, but gut feeling on just the, the types of vehicles without knowing any of the details, 
I, I over you know between Corvette and Camaro, like a new Camaro and an older Corvette, I'd go with the older, older Corvette. Yeah, and right back in, uh, you know, I'm interested to know, Michael, what are you driving now, and what do you want the car for? Mm-hmm. Like, is it a daily driver? Is well, it going to be clearly he wants it to haul heavy things and maybe sure. pull a trailer, probably yeah, a yeah. boat, something like that. Yeah, maybe do a little off roading. Mm-hmm. That's maybe, the type of vehicle it is. Maybe uh, drive an Uber. <laughs> yeah, the most impractical Uber car. Uh, it'd be so cool, yeah, though. Yeah. You could charge extra. Uh, okay, so yeah, I hope that answers the question. I'd love to. I'd love to hear back on I, those on those uh, suggestions. And and either way, man, uh, tell us what you get. I don't think that answers the question at all. I think he's still confused. I, I bet after he hears us, you know, talk about this in our uninformed way here, because we don't know about uh, anything about the Corvette. We don't really know. Uh, you know, I mean, we know about the Camaro, here. though. But yeah, we do. The Corvette's the big question mark. Yeah, that's true. If it was, if he was uh, asking between two brand new vehicles, that might be an, an easier one to answer. But uh, you know, something that's uh, that's used in ten years used versus brand new, that's tough. Because uh, again, it just comes down to the condition and the way it was so, treated. If it's in good condition, it's so cool. I'll tell you this, uh, just to speak for myself here. Uh, were I in your situation, Michael, and this is again a great problem to have, uh, then. I would be heavily biased toward that, uh, toward that 06 Corvette. Yeah, me too. Uh, and I would probably try to figure out ways to make it work, even if on paper it didn't seem to be the best idea. So be very careful about well, that. A lot of people, I mean, it sounds like you and I've been, I mean, it's, it's kind of one of those bucket list cars that you'd like to say at some point I owned a Corvette. I mean, I think a lot of people would like to say that. I mean, yeah, of course. Get get a Corvette. Uh, make it a garage kid if you can, and uh, take good care of it, and you will you will never regret it. I think you're right. Yeah. Well, uh, that's true, Scott. We probably did not completely answer Michael's question, ex- except to ask him more questions about it. Uh, but please do write back to us and uh, let us know the details, Michael. Let us know what you end up getting, uh, Scott. We're gonna get on the way here. And, uh, maybe I think we can get some lunch maybe. Yeah. And I thought that, <laughs> I thought that was a good topic, uh, that, that you picked. And, uh, you've oh. got 8,000 miles to think about. Well, it. thank you, Ben. I appreciate that. I just, uh, wasn't sure if we we're going to be able to stretch this topic to that point because I thought you were going to have a, a clear feeling one way or the other. But it sounds like maybe, uh, you're saying that, uh, for the most part, you're saying take it to an outside mechanic, but there might be some of those bigger things that, yeah, you do go to the dealership for. Uh, Is that what you're saying? I mean, with, with your car, uh, I, with with your car, it sounds more like it's just got that that shine, that newness to it, uh, and it sounds like you don't yet have a guy that that you think is is yeah. a solid mechanic. I got some recommendations, and we live in the online age, so it's pretty easy to find some too. Uh, but you knew from the jump, man. Before we got behind the microphones, you knew I was going to say go to the cheaper place. Well, I know that. I know that, and that would be the uh, the local mechanic. And you're right. And I know that that would be the answer for you. But I was just unsure what you were going to recommend for me. But um, yeah, yeah, uh, I appreciate if, your thoughts, yeah. and uh, and I would love to hear what listeners have to say about it as well. Yeah, and tell us how it turns out because you know some of those dealerships have really great garages too. Yeah, and there's something too taking it someplace that has you know the genuine. VW parts to use on it. I mean, it's it's just something mentally about it that you, you know, it makes you feel good once you have the service done. Like a clear conscience, like it's, uh, it's back to the way it should be. I mean, it's a thing, man, for sure. There are some people who hold that stuff sacred and will only go to the dealership. Yeah. Full stop. Absolutely. Talk to a Harley Davidson owner. (laughs) 
<laughs> Good call. Good call. Yeah, that's uh, true. All right. So, uh, yeah, let's mosey on out of here. I am in the mood for pizza, usually. What about you? I am always in the mood for pizza, my friend. So, listeners, uh, give uh, give us some advice. Let Scott know what you think about dealership versus an independent mechanic for his 50000 uh check-in. And uh, you can tell us about this on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, Michael L. came to us via Facebook. We're Car Stuff HSW on both of those. Check out every podcast we've ever done on carstuffshow.com. And if you want to write to us directly with recommendations about dealerships, mechanics, or the best pizza, and don't play around with that last one. This is a serious question. Then write to us directly. We are Car Stuff at HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at Viking.com. If you haven't heard, it's a good idea to fit probiotics into your daily routine. Fortunately, Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls make that so easy. These adorable little pearls couldn't be easier to take, and they support both digestive and vaginal health, all because of the probiotics. There are actually 1 billion active cultures protecting against occasional bloating, constipation, and digestive discomfort, all in one tiny little pearl. To learn more about Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls and how they can fit into your routine, visit naturesway.com. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts.